Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. 46 migrants, uh, folks, found dead in the back of a tractor trailer. But it appears to be another illegal crossing, a smuggling effort. This is just, uh, where's the media? Of course, they'll, they'll make this thing kind of casually go away. It's 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 a stacked news day today for all the wrong reasons. Uh, it's this guy in the White House. It's just a walking, talking abomination. Videotapes emerging of his corrupt, drug addicted son engaged in bargaining efforts with hookers. I mean, this is just. Can you imagine what the international audience is thinking right now? I don't, don't want to get. I got a lot to get to. I don't want to get too far ahead. Um, a loaded show for you today. We're gonna have to get to a lot of stuff fast. Stacked show today including another deeply troubling revelation from the January 6th Star Chamber. They crossed the red line yesterday. Another red line. This is really get. We are living right now in a third world republic. The good news is the 2022 elections are coming right up. It is time to absolutely clean and sanitize the house. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Let's go, Daddy-O. Here we go, brother. Here we go. Yes, sir, we do. Yeah, it is. Lord Joe was putting together the elements this morning. Said he got to sleep a little late. Amazingly, he was ready early. I don't know how he did that, but Joe manages to compress it, time. Theory of relativity, Einstein's. I don't know how he does. He's like, man, I got up late. Started late. I'm like, that's uh, interesting because I got a text from Gee. He was ready uh, five <laughs> minutes earlier than usual. So good job. So um, the know-nothing, ignorant, shallow, grotesque Hollywood celebrity crowd uh, that lives in the culture of death was, of course, attacking Republicans, conservatives, everything else because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Now abortion law will be sent back to the states, which is ironic because most of these goon celebrities live in liberal states where they will probably liberalize abortion law and kill more babies. So, of course, you had them up. They had that, what, Olivia Rodrigo. What is she, like 12 or something like that up on the stage? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Most of you like, who's that? She's apparently very popular. You had a bunch of other pseudo-celebrities and actual celebrities, of course, screaming and yelling about how, you know, the Bible's coming for them, the Christians are coming for them. The irony of this whole thing is, again, they live in liberal states where abortion law is probably going to get more liberal and more babies will be killed. So they love that. They live in the culture of death. So I'm wondering, I bring that up. I'll get to the abortion topic a little bit later. Like, this isn't the abortion topic. No, it's actually about something else. Are those same liberal celebrities who live in the culture of death, they're going to speak out against the Biden administration now that 46 dead migrants suffocated, died of heat, uh, heat stroke in the back of a tractor trailer in San Antonio, Texas, being smuggled, what appears to be smuggled illegally across the border. See the Washington Examiner headline, Anna Giratelli, who does great work on the border. 46 bodies found in a truck carrying migrants in San Antonio. Folks, obviously, regardless of your stance on immigration, whether you're far left, 
whether you're on the right side of the equation. That's an awful way to die. You know, it's, it's a lot. Some of you listen to show in the morning. I'm, you know, I want, I want to be careful how I characterize this, but you've ever sat in a really, well, worked in a really hot environment, Florida, and you know that feeling. You know that feeling? I mean, Joe and I have been there. I know, Gee, you've probably been there working out. There's that feeling when you, your body loses the ability to cool down where you just, you know it's happening. And it is the most horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. 46 people died in what effectively was a, was a heat vacuum in the back of a truck. Where are the celebrities on that? Are you going to speak out? You know, see, this is the problem with, with Thomas Sokol's first order thinking. When you just say to yourself, oh, they should be able to come to America, and then you just disregard any process. When you don't have process, what do you have? You have chaos. Chaos is the opposite of process. And when you have chaos, people die. That's why we have a process to come here. Is it a perfect process? No, the process sucks. You know how I know that? I went through it with my wife. It sucks. It is a government bureaucratic process. It was awful. It was one of the worst experiences we had, but we did it. Because you know what the other process involves? Death, fentanyl, destruction, crime, sex trafficking. And I'll take the sucky process rather than the deadly one any day. Where are the freaking celebrities on that one? You're going to open your mouths? Or are you just going to sit there flipping the middle finger like Olivia Rodrigo on a stage? Yeah, she couldn't even name the Supreme Court justices. Probably doesn't even know how many there are. You're going to speak out against this stuff? Process, chaos, and death. Process, chaos, and death. Woke up this morning to this horror. 46 on Fox right now. 46 people. I can't even imagine the suffering back there. Guy in the White House is a total disgrace, folks. He is an abomination to humankind. I have never seen a chaos destruction agent like this idiot in the White House in my life. Ever. Not only is he incompetent, causing chaos in our financial system, causing chaos in geopolitics, causing chaos at the border, causing chaos in the markets, causing chaos everywhere. He is also grotesquely corrupt. I told you this. I got a call. I have some context. And by the way, people even in the conservative media, stop speculating on who's giving me this because you're not you're giving me this info. You're using clickbait headlines and it's driving me nuts. These are not the people you think. I get calls a lot from people about the Bidens. You have no idea how corrupt they are. People who were there. This guy is corrupt. Now, he's told us over and over again, this loser in the White House has told us repeatedly that he had no idea what was going on with his drug-addicted son's corrupt dealings with foreign governments who are enemies of the United States, which is strange. Because the New York Times, back when they were do, uh, you know, didn't realize Biden was going to run, and they were trying to run cover in case Hillary Clinton ran again, and they attacked Joe Biden, they put out a story at Times about Hunter Biden's deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party allegedly connected uh, company, and Patrick Ho, one of the lieutenants in that company, who Biden referred to as the spy chief of China, Hunter Biden. They were taking money by people connected with, uh, with Hunter Biden. We're taking money from this China company. Joe Biden told us repeatedly, didn't he, fellas? 
I don't know nothing about nothing. Sergeant Schultz style. Yeah, he did. What happened to my Muttley thing? Oh, you took it out? Why? Was it in there? Get rid of my... <laughs> oh, oh, he moved my head a Muttley can. So I'm just looking at my Muttley can. He don't know nothing about nothing. Sergeant Schultz style. Just weird because this uh, hat tip Daily Mail, the Daily Mail got a hold of this voicemail. And, he, and, and this is Joe Biden calling Hunter Biden. He's talking about the story and that he thinks he, he's clear now. Hunter Biden. It's the story in the New York Times about the China deal that Joe Biden said he knew nothing about. This lying corruptocrat. Listen to this. Hey, pal, it's dad. It's 815 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I thought he didn't know. I thought he didn't know. So why is he calling about it? I think you're in the clear. I thought he didn't know. I thought he knew nothing about it. Folks, here's the question few in the people, a few in the media are asking. Few people in the media are asking. What does China have on the Bidens? You think this is it? You think this is the end of the story? Folks, we have a president of the United States who was so clearly compromised by a nuclear-powered foreign enemy of the United States, and the media is doing jack squat. What else does China have? They probably have a blackmail file on the Bidens, folks. That's 27 inches thick. Now, if the media had appropriately done their job and not interfered in the 2020 election and swayed the 2020 election by hiding this information from the public, we could have a president right now not corrupted by foreign governments. The media is is, is such is turned into such a disgrace and a black eye on America. Who's pulling Biden's strings right now? China, Russia. Are intermediaries winking and nodding at the Biden administration? Hey, you know, we got this, we got that be a real shame. The answer is, I don't know. How disturbing is it that that's the answer? We should know this. We should be confident in saying that our president's not being influenced by nuclear-powered enemies of the United States. That shouldn't be an open question, folks. Shockingly, this story gets worse. The Washington Examiner has a piece up about Hunter Biden's dealings with a escort service. And believe me, they're not talking about like escorts to a concert. The Examiner exposed this text exchange between Hunter Biden and a woman named Eva about apparently an escort named Julia. Look at this. Is that Hunter Biden's name is Robert? His real name. So here's Eva. Hi, Robert. How are you? He notes that he just sent, uh, he just sent money to this account at the test it at this email. Then they go on to talk about how he, Hunter Biden goes on to talk about how his bank is flagging the, the money he sent to the Russian escort service because of the .ru Russia email. So they then note, oh, well, can you send us the money by wire? He then notes, uh, Hunter Biden, that his account got frozen for sending money to this escort service. Ladies and gentlemen, they're talking about an escort named Julia he's paying for and his account keeps getting flagged. Hunter is drug addicted, sex addicted, son of the president of the United States 
who what this speaks as bad to Joe Biden's character, as badly to Joe Biden's character as it does to Hunter Biden's, that Joe Biden put this guy, Hunter, his drug addicted, sex addicted son, as the front face of the corrupt Biden family business. Can you imagine? God forbid your son was drug addicted and sex addicted. You get him help. You don't put him in a high pressure cooker situation with the Chinese Communist Party. You idiot. Another thing the media is failing to cover here. Not doing a good job. This escort, Julia, from this Russian enterprise. Folks, don't for a second. Don't for a second assume Julia was a prostitute. You see what I'm saying? Hell yes. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in Russia. A lot. Don't assume for a second that these people, this Russian entity, didn't know exactly who they were sending in with Hunter Biden. You have no idea what they know. I know the Russians well. I went, spent two trips over there and a good amount of time on the second one. First one was kind of an in and out. The second one was an extended stay. The Russians are very smart and savvy. You don't think they knew who they were dealing with? Oh, Dan, they didn't know. They got a wire. According to this text, they got a wire from Joe Bob, from Hunter Biden. You don't think they could figure out with a simple internet search who Robert Biden was? You think they didn't report this? The Russian intel? Hey, uh, we got a sex-addicted son of a vice president, maybe future president. Maybe we should send an escort over, air quotes. Get the honeypot. Get the honeypot. That's right. That's it. That's it. Don't assume for a second Julia was, in fact, a prostitute. I want to show you the video coming up and say this, how sick this guy was, Hunter Biden. But here, even more. They note in the Washington Examiner piece by Andrew Kerr, be in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to check it out. They're talking about January 18, 2019. Hunter Biden wanted another eight hours with an escort. Oh my gosh, what the hell is this guy doing? Another, he wants 16 hours with an escort? Go get a coffee, man. Just watch a movie or something. He doesn't have the money. So... Joseph R. Biden Jr. apparently sends him another $5,000. This is incredible. This is at 9.52 p.m. January 18, 2019. They note in the Washington Examiner report, less than 90 minutes later at 6.31 p.m., Hunter Biden received an email informing him that Joseph R. Biden Jr., our current president, had sent him $5,000 to a cash app. Joe Biden's then assistant, Richard Ruffner, texted Hunter Biden that same minute, informing him he was only able to send 5000 because the weekly limit's 7500 You can take a look at all this yourself. There it is right there. Watch it on Rumble. We have the, he has the elements up on the scene right, uh, screen right now. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Joseph R. Biden Jr. sending 4000 over. Now, 30 minutes before his text, Joe Bi- uh, Hunter Biden films this. So he gets the money 30 minutes before that, asking uh, if he got the money or not. Hunter Biden film- films this with the air quotes escort. I want you to listen to this bizarre exchange where Hunter Biden is talking to this escort, who I guess they had some kind of a fight or something like that, verbal altercation. And Hunter Biden is video, he's videotaping this. 
This is the son of a future presidential candidate, future president, and the vice president of the United States at one point, negotiating with a escort, air quotes, on tape about if he hit her or bruised her. This is the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. If you've ever been around drug-addicted people, however, you've seen this sad scene before. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a completely broken, broken human being with no soul left. Listen to this. Check this out. Hey, does anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Do you have any bruise? Anything? Is any? Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever. Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time. Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Are you okay? What? Yeah. No. I thought you said you weren't water. It's the only water I have. Folks, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Keys watching. Oh, this is totally bananas. Rumble.com slash Bongino. If you want to watch the video, is even more disturbing than just the audio. Yeah. It's a guy who knows who his dad is, who thought it was a good idea, I guess because he felt the escort was going to accuse him of some kind of physical abuse, to go down and videotape a pseudo-interrogation of the same escort Asking a bunch of leading questions like, hey, I haven't touched you, have I? I've asked you for permission to touch you. Do you have any bruises on you? This is the sickest thing I've ever seen. It, it says to me one of two things. Either this man is, is dumber than he looks, Hunter Biden, and really didn't understand how devastating what he was doing to his dad was. Or second, he was so skied out, as we used to say, growing up on drugs, that he had lost any attachment to reality. And I honestly, folks, I, I don't know which one is it, because even people, I knew a lot of people <laughs> who used drugs growing up. They would eventually like get a hold of reality again and avoid doing the maximally stupid things or they'd be dead. Now, some of them, some of them were just plain stupid and wound up dead. I don't know which one it is. This guy may genuinely be this stupid. And his dad facilitated the whole thing. What does it say about Joe Biden, Joseph R. Biden, that he put this guy, he knew who this guy was, Hunter, that he put him out there to deal with Russia and China so that the family could rake in millions of dollars. What does that say to you? What does that say to you? Lunch bucket Joe, the Scranton kid? Guy's a disgusting, disgusting human being. He always has been. And everybody who knows him knows it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Remember that one, Joe? Joe Biden said, Hunter, yeah, smartest guy I ever met. Yeah, In Joe yeah. Biden's case, that's probably true. Joe Biden, because Joe Biden doesn't hang around with smart people. It's like, it, like dumb osmosis. Like it sucks the neuro neurological brain power out of you every time you're surrounded by Joe Biden. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, the January 6th Star Chamber, I put on True Social last night and on Twitter as well. Uh, we, are, we are now venturing into Third World Republic territory. One of the president's attorneys, when he was challenging some of the election results, which if you paid attention to 2000 Mules, what happened in Pennsylvania, and you paid very close attention to the media suppression of evidence before the election about Hunter Biden, you know the 2020 election was not free, and was not fair, and was a total, complete train wreck. You know that. The liberals know it, too. That's the reason for the January 6th committee. I desperately wanted to be wrong on this. But, Joe, how often did we warn them? We warned you, folks. You're not wasting your time here. The only purpose to this committee is to shut down any single person involved with the Trump ecosystem so that he does not run again. It has nothing to do with getting to the bottom of January 6th. So New York Times reporting there's going to be some emergency hearing today and, quote, recently obtained evidence. Here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing from sources that the frustrations are mounting, that no matter how much they repeat their mantra, Adam Schiff, we've got evidence. I got something coming up on that at the end of the show you're going to like, by the way. Um, Adam Schiff repeating they have evidence. No matter how many times they repeat insurrection, 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 nothing is sticking. Why? It's not sticking because they don't care about the leftist insurrections whether it's the CHOP zone, the insurrection in Arizona over the Roe uh, hearing just a few days ago, uh, the insurrections at the White House during the BLM riots. They don't, the American people get it. They understand that the left is only doing this for partisan reasons. Now, I'll say this. And let me, if you guys think I'm crazy, let me know. If they had done a hearing on instability and insurrections and invited Republicans to testify about the CHOP zone, uh, about the BLM riot in front of the White House, that insurrection. You know what? I, I, I'm serious, folks. I think the hearings, people would have said, okay, you know what? I'm open to hearing about some January 6th stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I may be crazy, but I really do. I think they would have said, okay, it's fair. We're hearing both sides. Nobody wants an unstable government, a tax on government facilities, the courthouse in Oregon. I'm dead serious. This thing may have had some gravitas, to use the DC buzz term, right? Nobody's taking this. The people who are taking this seriously are the 10 percenters of the Republican, uh, the Democrat Party, excuse me, on the left. The 10 percenters who are already crazy and they are not. It doesn't matter. They were already going to vote Democrat. It doesn't make a difference. So from what I'm hearing from people, very credible folks on this, the frustrations mounting that they're not breaking through at all. They keep talking about insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. And Biden's approval, Joe, (laughs) keeps going down and down and down. Nothing's working. So they have an emergency, big time emergency hearing today, fellas. Big time emergency hearing. They're getting desperate. Here's what I'm hearing. Uh, who's going to show up? You know, who Cassidy Hutchinson is. She was uh, an aide to chief of staff for President Trump, Mark Meadows. Apparently, she's going to go up there and testify about some threat to Mike Pence that she overheard the Secret Service say. Um, there's going to be some other. Uh, that you know that the 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 electors, the alternate electors, with the you know a uh, thing that she's going to testify about, folks. It's she's already testified. Why is she doing it again? Because of what I just told you. 
They're getting frustrated that they keep repeating it, nothing sticking. So they think if they say it again and say it live, play it again, Sam, that all of a sudden the Americans are going, oh my gosh, the Republicans, dangerous insurrectionists and traitors. That's what they think. It's nothing new. They're just telling the same story over and over again. Also, you may see some footage from Alex Holder. Alex Holder has a documentary coming out. I think it's called Unprecedented. He got a lot of behind-the-scenes footage during the Trump re-elect campaign and apparently during the transition phase where January 6th happened as well. The raw footage was subpoenaed, and not Holder, because I don't think he had the rights to it, but the team that had the rights to it turned it over. Long and short of it is, the Democrats are claiming, oh my gosh, the Trump team behind the scenes was uh, scheming to win the election. It's called, it's got a name, Joe. It's called campaigning. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you heard that. So uh, this is apparently some of their new evidence too. So Cassidy Hutchinson and Alex Holder, I'm expecting nothing new. They're going to retell the same story from uh, 62 different angles. It, uh, the only analogy I can give you, it's like you've watched the Yankees and Mets game, right? And the Yankees win two to one. And then they replay the game from drone footage, from blimp footage, from the behind the plate camera, the outfield camera every night. And you're like, fellas, I've seen this game. I know what happens. Do you, is that an analogy work? That's what they're doing. They're just giving different angles of the exact same story. Trump thought he won. Some of the, a lot of people who were uh, in Congress and the Senate thought the election was full of malfeasance. There's a, this, this, that's it. That's the story. SOS. That, that's, that's the story, man. That's all. There's nothing different. And they had a lot of, the reason they don't want you to see it is because of the 2000 mule stuff. They don't want you to talk about ballot harvesting during a mail-in election. They don't want you to talk about Pennsylvania. And they don't want you to talk about the media's efforts to suppress bad information on Biden. That's why. They don't want you to talk about it. Now, what happened yesterday with Trump lawyer, uh, John Eastman is just uh, horrifying. Folks, this is, um, this is bad news here. He is perfectly entitled to provide the best legal coverage possible. You have that constitutional right to the president if the president uh, thinks he has a legal case to make, and the president certainly thought he did regarding the 2020 election. A warrant was served on Eastman yesterday, a warrant to take his cell phone. Keep in mind, he is a lawyer. He has protected, legally protected, constitutionally protected communications with his clients on that phone. The Cuban regime showed up yesterday, of course, to take his phone away because that's what they do. He is the latest victim of a witch hunt. And what have I warned you about witch hunts? They always find a witch, even if they got to make one up. Here's John Eastman on Tucker last night when Tucker says, hey, you know, what happened to you? This guy's a lawyer, keep in mind. He's no dope. Check this out. We don't know because the warrant doesn't say. It authorizes them to seize my phone and all the information uh, contained in the phone. But there's no indication of, uh, of, of any crime that this is connected to. Um, that's apparently in an, attach, in an affidavit, but the affidavit wasn't attached to the warrant. The Fourth Amendment's very clear here. Uh, when they search and seize your property, they have to give a particular description of the things to be seized. And, and saying it's identified in the affidavit, if they don't attach the affidavit, doesn't qualify. The courts have been very clear about that. 
So this this warrant is invalid on its face. Um, but more importantly, and I, and I think this is extremely important, the, the authority to seize all of my information in modern modern smartphones, that's access to all my private financial records. I'm an attorney. It's access to all my privileged communications with nearly 100 different clients that I have currently. All, this stuff, this stuff uh, is what we used to call a general warrant that the British king issued to just go rummage through somebody's belongings to see if they could find evidence of some crime. The very reason we have the Fourth Amendment is to prevent that kind of abuse. And yet that's what they're doing here. I, I can't describe to you how dangerous this is using appropriate words in the English language, folks. We're now living in a third world republic. We've been sadly down this road before. Government efforts in the 60s to spy on people they didn't like with bad political opinions. J. Edgar Hoover. This isn't new. Let's not pretend, although I love this country, I love it to death. I'd give my life for it in a moment. I love our freedoms, and I love the fact that we have this unique beacon of freedom around the world. And I mean unique. It's the most overused word in the English language, ironically, but it's true in our case. But we've had our problems with violations of civil liberties before. Jim Crow, government spying, slavery. It's happened here. Luckily, we fixed a lot of this stuff. This is going to require a fix, too. This witch hunt taking down people in the Trump ecosystem for purely political reasons, serving, John Eastman is right, what's the equivalent of a, of a uh, general warrant? Hey, just go grab whatever you feel like. That is not how the process works. Let me double down on what he said. I have experience. I have been involved with multiple search warrants. I've written them up. I've sworn before and before a magistrate. Folks, you have to describe not only the location you want to raid, you have to describe the property you're looking for and indicate in that warrant probable cause why you believe the evidence you're looking for is there in that property. You don't get to write in a warrant. It will, you would be laughed out of court. I want to serve a warrant at Guy's house because I'm looking for stuff. That's not the way this works. They had an affidavit and a judge signed off. Then Eastman has the right to see it. Second, he is a lawyer. There is unquestionably protected communications between him, John Eastman, the lawyer, and his client. Now that they have the phone, there is supposed to be a process. No one's going to tell you this because a lot of these journalists who pretend to know have never done what I did. There's supposed to be a wall. You're supposed to go in and only look at what appears to be evidence of a crime. If you're a lawyer, you can't, I'm not suggesting Eastman did, by the way, but you can't partake in a crime. You're not protected because you're a lawyer. Your communications regarding your, your, your client's crimes are protected, but you can't partake in a crime. Now, I doubt sincerely Eastman partook in any crime, but here's the thing, Joe. You're not supposed to look at the other stuff, but you know what's really been odd? All the leaks coming out of the January 6th committee. I'm telling you now, I don't trust these people one bit, not as far as I can throw them and my arm sucks. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to start to see leaks now. Leaks of stuff that were taken from Eastman's phone that they shouldn't have looked at at all. How do you think we got to hold the Ginny Thomas's text, which say nothing? That's going to be next. That's not the way any of this is supposed to work. Let me get to part two of this here. Here's part two of the interview with Tucker. This is quick. How Eastman describes something my friend Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch has warned about repeatedly. How the left are experts in making the process the punishment. Whether they ever convict Eastman, indict him or not, doesn't matter. 
The left wants to bankrupt him, just like they did to Mike Flynn, and just like they did to pressure Trump's old lawyer, Michael Cohen, to flip on him. Make the process the punishment regardless of the outcome. Here, check this out. They're forcing those of us that, you know, don't bow the knee to the Biden administration to rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees trying to protect our constitutional rights and those of our clients. So let me let me ask people, give send go dot com slash Eastman. Help us help us fight this abuse. We've got it. We've got to stand together to fight against this. They're trying to bankrupt them, folks. They make the process, the punishment. That is the point. They'll never get a conviction here ever. All right. I got more later, by the way, coming up on this with Adam Schiff. Joey has evidence again. Fellas, Adam Schiff has. Oh, yeah. He has evidence again. Yeah, he's evidence again, Joe. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, he had evidence of the collusion hoax. Yeah. Then he had evidence of the PP tape and all that stuff. Yeah. Then he had evidence about Putin. He has evidence again. <laughs> Guy always has evidence. He's the most amazing lawyer ever. He was a prosecutor. <laughs> okay. Back to the show. More later coming up on Adam Schiff. Uh, let me get to this first because it is a stack news day. I told you I got to kind of rock and roll fast. Kamala Harris speaks again, fellas. She speaks again. The great order of our time, Kamala Harris has spoken. The queen has spoken. She has addressed the inflation crisis, Joe. Now, Joe cut yeah. this this morning. So Joe now feels, you feel a lot better, right? You feel like your oh, money's going to go farther yes, in the yeah, future? Uh-huh. Yeah. Joe feels great. We're Guy, cool. what about you? Guy and Joe are like, you know what? I was going to ask you guys for a raise. They're like, not anymore. Everything's under control. We're <laughs> A-OK now. Because he heard both of them. They heard Kamala. They're all at ease. So the inflation crisis is solved. Kamala Harris hath spoken. And she says, quote, there can be no higher priority than what we have been clear is our highest priority. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Here, listen to yourself. Now in- inflation is is really high. Are you concerned about a recession? The administration said um, that they weren't, weren't that worried about the in- about inflation. And then that changed. I think that there can be no higher priority then what we have been clear is our highest priority, which is bringing down the costs and the prices as much as we possibly can. And we will stay focused on that. He says, uh, he, she reminds her of uh, the Veep, the TV show, the Veep with uh, Julia Dreyfus or is it whatever, the Seinfeld lady. <laughs> there, I love this. This is it. This is JFK, Ronald Reagan likes stuff. There can be no higher priority. Then what we have been clear is our highest priority. <laughs> inflation, inflation crisis is over, folks. Okay, by the way, funny time's over. Um, it's just incompetent. I, I, I don't know who's worse at this point. You know, you're right. I wanted to correct myself with the audience. When we were calling for impeaching Biden, um, you may be right. I'm not even sure anymore that's a good idea. This Kamala Harris, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if you could get worse, but she may be. She may be the one person who could be worse. But on a serious note with inflation, some of the production numbers have been popping. And folks, what is inflation? It's more money chasing less goods, right? Production numbers matter too, not just the printing of money. Because if you're producing less goods than you were before, that means more money is chasing even fewer goods than they were last month. The production numbers are down dramatically. We haven't seen numbers this low since the peak of the pandemic in 2020 and 2008. This is bad. It's going to get worse. Now, remember Biden a year ago is just the news. You can read this article in my newsletter. Remember they were celebrating just a year ago how Americans would save a stunning Joe, 16 cents on their 4th of July cookout. Remember that last yeah. year where 4th of July Independence awesome. Day? 
Love America's coming up. Yeah, awesome. Well, now you're not paying 16 cents less. As John Solomon or Madeline Hubbard knows, it's John Solomon's site, justthenews.com. U.S. consumers can expect to pay $10 more oh. in 2022. Oh, hold on, fellas. Right, here, right. here, here it is. We have LGB, baby. Let's go, Brandon Cowbell. We haven't used that in a while. So LGB, let's go, Brandon. Save 16 cents last year, Joe. $10 more this year. Great job. So John Cochran. You know, we always kind of range from serious to facts and data and important stuff. Wall Street Journal has a great piece by John Cochran, very talented guy. Uh, he wrote yesterday talking about how rising interest rates and the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, the federal funds rate, the reverse repo rate, the interest they pay on reserves at the Federal Reserve, it can only do so much. He notes in the piece called The Headline Tells the Whole Story, the Federal Reserve can't cure inflation by itself. This is a wonderful, wonderful piece. Not a newsletter. Again, it's behind a paywall, so I'm always hesitant to do that. It is a wonderful piece. It explains how, yes, the Federal Reserve can help a bit by drying up the money supply and increasing the interest rate. The interest rate's a price for money, right? I've said it a thousand times. You want to go get a loan? What's the price of the loan? The interest rate. A 10% loan is going to cost you more than the 5% loan. You can dry up the money supply by raising interest rates. It's not enough, folks. Cochran writes, if you're just going to continue to print and spend money you don't have, it's still going to chase objects and products you don't have. Beautifully said right here. In other words, very simply stated, if Biden, the Democrats and the swamp ass Republicans really clean yourselves up, you stink. Don't get a hold of yourselves and stop spending money we don't have. We are still going to have an inflation crisis. The federal funds rate. And all these Fed rates that they control could be 100%. If you just keep printing money, you're still going to have inflation. Sorry, I'm so passionate about this. He notes this. The U.S. has to persuade people over the long haul of several decades that it will return to its tradition of running small primary surpluses that gradually repay debts. That outcome requires economic growth, which raises long-run taxable income. Raising tax rates alone is like climbing a sand dune as each rise hurts income growth. The U.S. also needs spending reform, especially on entitlements. And it needs to break the cycle that each crisis will be met by a river of printed or borrowed money, bailouts for big financial firms, and stimulus checks for voters. John H. Cochran, well said. Folks, we can do everything on planet Earth to raise interest rates. If we do not stop spending money we don't have and grow our economy, via tax rates and investment. All of this stuff is for naught. Sounds depressing. It's not. It's not as depressing as it sounds. I think the American people are starting to wake up. I can't speak for all of them, obviously. Realizing that the old uh, adage, there's no such thing as a free lunch, is true. The nice part about the piece, I don't have time to go into it here, but Cochrane goes into examples where countries have flipped. Um, Canada... Germany after the war, where they figured this out, focused on economic growth first and fixed their massive inflation, fiscal and monetary problems. It's not impossible to do, folks. We can turn this around fast, but it's going to require a big awakening on our side. Swampy Republicans, too. Also, by the way, Biden's saying, hey, I'm going to go to Saudi and we're going to get the Saudis to pump more oil. Well, hot mic time, Joe. You've heard this one. Yeah. Oh, we love hot mics, don't we? It's real, not a joke. Uh, Biden's overseas. Here's Emmanuel Macron of France. Isn't France? Yeah, Macron. 
Macron gets caught on a hot mic telling Biden he's already spoken to the Saudis. And the Saudis basically told him, we don't have any more oil to pump. We're at our maximum production capacity and we can maybe do 150,000 more uh, 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 barrels, 150,000 more barrels a day, which is nothing. Peanuts. Garbage. Won't do anything. Here, hot mic. This is hard. It's not Joe's fault. This is really hard to listen. It was a hot mic. And Macron has the pretty thick accents. Is that the easiest thing to hear? But I want you to listen, particularly at the end. It's only about 20 seconds or so. And I want you to listen to what he says, that he's already spoken to the Saudis. And this is all a big show. There's no more to pump. So just to be clear, Biden doesn't want American producers to produce more. He wants to get like on his knee like a dog, like a dog to beg the Saudis who are flipping him the double barreled family friendly. Check this out. Increasing the production department of tricks. So, I got him to me to say, one, I found what he claims, and my opinion, second, probably, according to us, the Saudis can increase a little bit, but one or a little bit more, and they, they don't have huge capacity. Did you hear that at the end? The yeah. Saudis already told them 150. They don't have any. They're not giving us any more. This is how disgusting this corruptocrat in the White House is. He's lying to you. He's pretending to do something. It's an illusion. He could get American producers to produce 2 million more barrels a day if he'd get out of the way. And yet he's going like a dog, like a dog to beg the Saudis. Hey, we'll give you a pittance, 150,000. Like a dog. Disgusting. American president on bended knee in front of the Saudis, begging them to produce a pittance. Meanwhile, we're floating on a sea of oil. This is your guy, lefties. This is your guy. All right, here's what I got coming up. The LA Times again with the racist stuff. Joe, how many of these are we going to see? My gosh, black people may get more guns with the Supreme Court decision. Holy Moses. Can you guys get any more racist? They can't stop publishing headlines like this. It's hilarious. It is hilarious how racist they are on the left and how they think it's us worried about it. They think it's, we're not worried. I'm not, let me just say, for the record, can you note this? For the record, I don't care if black people legally acquire a firearm to defend themselves. I highly recommend it. Can we get that on the record? Flag it. I'm right. I'm, I, I'm flagging too. 9.40 okay. a.m. I got this too. Tuesday, June 28. Just so I, I, I don't, I don't know how many times you, you have to keep saying this. It happened again. It happened again in a major newspaper. Um, so here it is again, the left, which I, I've told you, the left is the party of racism. The left is the party of istophobic phobophobia. It is not us. Conservatives believe in big R, God-given rights for everyone, including the big R, God-given right to protect yourself and defend yourself. No, conservatives don't care if you're black or Hispanic or Asian or Muslim or Jewish. We want you to enjoy the constitutional rights of a free citizen. L.A. Times, Erica Smith. Column. Is California ready for more black people to legally carry guns in public? Gee, can you, is this, this is, is this a real headline? Like I looked it up. To, it, you checked it out, right? This is real. I, I, I went myself just to be sure this isn't like me getting duped. This is a real headline. Folks, these people, like, I don't know how many times we got to say this. What is your obsession with black people having guns? It, it <laughs> speaks for itself. LA Times, that this got past an editor is candidly stunning. I don't know. I don't know. He's asking what point they, I don't know. 
unlike Erica D. Smith, I'm I'm not going to jump to conclusions about what because I can't get in their heads. It just seems to me like you're perpetuating a stereotype that black people are criminals. I mean, what what other what other impl- can you? I mean, can you explain to me another implication here of what that would be? Moving on, by the way, California, who was just told California, New York and other liberal states, they just got the Batman and Robin Giffy where Batman's like cracking Robin. Come on, you dunce. They just got told you can't be a May issue state. In other words, you can't be a state that decides that who gets a gun and who doesn't to protect themselves. The Supreme Court just ruled that this week. That was the rule, okay? California is now trying to figure out other ways. This happens all the time. It happened with the union dues case. Democrats lose a case in the Supreme Court. And they find a way to do this dance so that every single case has to wind up back in the Supreme Court about another nuance. So just so I state this cleanly and clearly, New York was sued in the Supreme Court for their May issue status. You apply for a gun in New York, New York State says we may issue it, we may not. We're going to do a background check and see if you need it. No, if you are not a prohibited possessor, the Supreme Court said you will issue these permits. So California, as Reason notes in this piece by Eugene Volokh, state attorney general in California suggests considering applicants' ideological viewpoints and denying carry licenses. You may say they were just told not to do this. Folks, This is the leftist plan. They hate the Constitution and they ignore the Supreme Court. They give them the double-barreled family-friendly. They know why. They know now it'll delay a bunch of permits. This will have to go back to court again and there'll be a case about ideological viewpoints. Here, here's how Volokh describes it. Here's how California law enforcement is kind of guided on how to figure out these matters. The California AG's office has some advice. They said a starting point for purposes of investigating a a firearm applicant's moral character, many issuing authorities require personal references and or reference letters. Does it say anything about this in the Constitution? It goes on. Listen to this part. This is creepy. Investigators may personally interview applicants and use the opportunity to gain further insight into the applicant's character. And they may search publicly available information, including social media accounts, in assessing the applicant's character. Folks, they cannot stop themselves. They can't stop. They cannot stop. They are addicted to flipping off the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court just told them, you cannot do this May issue on character and all this other crap. And now they want to look up your social media profile for hate, evidence of hate, which means what, Joe? Conservative posts, of course. They're going to be sued again. They don't care. They don't care. Let me just get quickly to this big win yesterday. I don't want to lose this in the Supreme Court for religious freedom. The coach, Kennedy, praying on the 50-yard line after the games, won his case in the Supreme Court. Uh, Neil Gorsuch said it correct. Listen, you can't be penalized for exercising your... Yes, it was a huge case. You may have heard about it, covered it on the radio show. Big case. He brought up a great point, Neil Gorsuch. If a high school football coach can be punished for privately praying and not demanding anyone else do it with him, then where does that end? What about the school cafeteria lady who prays over her meal before she eats? Can she be punished too? This was an open and shut case. It was a 6-3 ruling. Big win for religious freedom. Of course, it evoked a bunch of meltdowns on the left. Again, just like they melted down over the abortion thing I'd said I'd get to. 
Here's a commentator on uh, MSNBC, Michael Beckloss, a historian, suggesting that the abortion ruling, Joe, this could lead to a c- civil war. This is a, it sounds like an insurrection to me. Here, check this out. This country further in the direction of some kind of new civil war. I mean, that's obviously something pretty alarming there. Tell us what you mean by that, why you think that. And I'm not saying that lightly, Savannah. I think, you know, I don't usually Mm. overstate things. (laughs) You know, here's a case where the Supreme Court is doing a decision that is going to fly in the face of at least what polls tell us is a majority of Americans, maybe 60 to 70 percent. And if you look at human history and American history, that tends to, to push a society into civil war or at least towards civil war, if it's something that's uh, as basic as this. There we go. That's right. You stupid, smart people, ladies and gentlemen. Headed towards, these are, keep in mind, this is MSNBC. It's not Fox News. I, I can't even imagine if you were to say, <laughs> Republicans, civil war, civil war. Here's an epic liberal meltdown I want you to catch. Uh, liberal meltdown. Uh, this is, uh, I, think, I think someone affiliated with the Young Turds. Uh, she loses it totally saying that the, uh, it's basically the Christians and the Bible. Keep in mind, there's no reference um, to the Bible in the Supreme Court ruling uh, against Roe v. Wade. It is a legal decision based on the fact that abortion does not appear in the Constitution. I guess this liberal commentator doesn't know that as she totally loses her mind. This is one of the greatest meltdowns I've ever seen here. Check this out. I don't believe in Christianity, which means that you do not get to dictate the way I live my life based on your religion. I don't care what the Bible says. You have every right in the world. All those women who identify with your religion have every right in the world to not get an abortion, to not take birth control, but they do not have the right to dictate my life and what I decide to do with my body. I don't care about your goddamn religion. I'm so tired of having nonstop conversations about what the Bible says you live your life in the way that you interpret the Bible. Again, I don't care, but you don't get to take the Bible and tell me, well, the Bible says this in this chapter and this verse. I don't care. I don't care. I don't believe in it. And I have the right based on our constitution to not believe in it. Which is weird because Alito cited the constitution and not the Bible too. (laughs) I don't know what she's talking about. I got a caller at the end of yesterday's show, Joe, a lady named Wendy. And, you know, we like to take liberal callers. And she says, uh, Dan, where is this war on Christians you talk about? And then, what, 10 seconds later, I appreciate her call. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I like when liberals call. And she goes, and you Christians. I'm like, you just asked me where the war on Christians were. And then you immediately went to attacking Christians in the Bible. It's clearly living in your head like it is this lady having a total meltdown. Um, All right, I want to get to this because I'm running out of time. So um, regarding the January 6th committee, I want to give you a quick update on the primaries today, too, because it's important. Adam Schiff has said he has evidence again. Adam Schiff, as you know, at this Washington Examiner piece, Schiff concedes DOJ faces difficult decision on Trump. Despite, Joe, powerful evidence, he's got it again. Collusion, PP hoax, obstruction of justice, claimed he had evidence on all of that. All now right. he's claiming he has powerful evidence on January 6th. So, um, Jim, the producer for the radio show, he's in the dark web. I don't know what he's doing back there, but he always finds these weirdo kind of spots and things that exist out there that no one else can find. Apparently, when Adam Schiff was a prosecutor, because he always had evidence, they called him the hammer. He was such a good lawyer. So Guy magically found some video on some just 
out there kind of otherworldly video channel, which no one seems to know about. And he found this ad for the California Hammer. Check this out. Do you have an open and shut case and need a prosecutor to really blow it for you? Call the California Hammer. As a former prosecutor, uh, it's always been, you know, my uh, strategy to charge those uh, that there is the strongest and most overwhelming evidence. Call Adam Schiff, the California hammer, who claim he has tons of evidence to convict your client and never show it. There is overwhelming evidence. We, the jury in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Adam Schiff, the California hammer, putting the nail in the coffin that is your case. I mean, Joe, you know, the Hoffa case, all these great okay. unsolved mysteries of our time. They should just hire the California hammer. He has evidence. He has evidence. OJ, man, man it's really, hey, this guy, he has evidence. Definitely. Schiff has a good job, fellas. Uh, California hammer, Adam Schiff. All right, quick update on the primary races today. Big races going on around the country. Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, New York, uh, Oklahoma, as well, am I missing? Oh, so a special in Ala- and, uh, Nebraska too, excuse me, Nebraska, not Alaska. Just a quick note, some people have been asking me for uh, candidates in the race. I'll give you a quick primer on this. The Illinois governor's race, you got the two main candidates, Richard Irvin, Darren Bailey. Bailey's the Trump-endorsed candidate. Irvin is the one the Democrats seem the most afraid of. How do I know that? Because they've been running ads, kind of hitting Irvin, trying to get Irvin, uh, trying to get Bailey. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't have a dog in that fight. I'm just kind of giving you a scoop on that. The Democrats seem to be more afraid of Irvin. Bailey's Trump endorsed, seems like a great candidate too. The Colorado Senate race, you got Ron Hanks and Joe O'Day. Again, Ron Hanks appears to be the more conservative guy. Therefore, the Democrats seem a little bit more afraid of Joe O'Day. You have to interpret that however you see fit. Just vote for the best candidate. Don't get involved in who the Democrats want or don't want. Remember, Joe, the Democrats wanted Donald Trump in 2016, too. (laughs) That worked out just great for them. uh, Colorado governor's race. I said Colorado, Senator. Colorado governor's race. You have uh, Greg Lopez and Heidi Ganahl. So they seem a little bit more worried, the Dems, about Ganahl. But again, you vote for who you think is the most conservative candidate. The New York governor's race. You got Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, Harry Wilson, Rob Astorino. All good guys. I had Lee Zeldin on the show this week, and he appears to be up in the polls. We'll see what pans out on Election Day. You have a big Oklahoma Senate race, too. Mark Wayne Mullen, T.W. Shannon, Scott Pruitt. Mullen seems to be running ahead, but T.W. Shannon's a pretty powerful candidate. So we're going to see what happens in there. The reason I bring this up is pay very, very close attention today. Because, folks, the Democrats are panicking about two specific Senate races. Washington State and Colorado. These are states they should win by 5 to 10 points. And from what I'm hearing, the polling is a lot tighter. So the primary today, especially in the Colorado Senate race, is going to determine what candidate goes up against Bennett. We win Washington State, obviously. And we win uh, Colorado on the Republican side and flip those seats. 2022 is going to be an electoral apocalypse for the Democrats if that happens. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please, uh, thank you for bumping us up the charts, by the way. We had a big tick up in subscriptions yesterday. Huge, actually. On Apple, Spotify, and most importantly on Rumble. Just in the last few days, I think we added 10,000. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify as well. It's all free. Helps us move up the charts. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I'll see you all on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.